Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts. And today, as always, I'm joined by Jim and Alberto. Jim, how's it going? Not too bad, sir. Spring is in the air, blue skies. I've been out mowing the last uh, couple weekends here and there. So um, as a uh, allergy sufferer, I am proud to be doing my part to stir it all up. <laughs> yeah unfortunately those things are kind of necessary if you don't want a jungle like my backyard yeah uh, luckily i've got a fence that nobody can see past so it can be as jungly as they want uh it, 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 my dogs enjoy romping and so you know it's all all good uh, it is yeah alberto how about you what's new oh all kind of stuff i had mentioned uh off air uh, about a week ago, about the 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 Meet RX podcast, uh, being interested in my story and how like it went straight to my my uh, junket box, so I missed it by like two weeks. And I actually responded and asked them, you know, if the offer's on the table, I'd love to talk to you guys. And little did I know that they responded to me and actually set up a date and a time and a link that I completely missed because again, it went straight to my junk box. Oh, wow. <laughs> So luckily, we uh, we ended up reconnecting, and then we set another appointment for this coming Sunday, which I got in my phone in, in every available calendar that's in front of me to make sure we don't miss it. Uh, it's going to be a Zoom call, so there'll be a video. And I, I have no idea what they're going to use it for or how they're going to use it or when it's going to be released, but it should be interesting nonetheless. Very, very cool. Well, that will uh, be great, and, and um, it'll be it'll be. Awesome to to see another person get to share their story about how they were able to use um, ketogenic and carnivore diets to really amplify the healing and completely reverse something that doctors told you for so long that you would never be able to be passed without medicine for the rest of your life. And that's yeah, it'll, so it'll be fun. It'll be, it'll be a good time. I got to like dress up for it. Cause it's a video. I feel, I'm going to feel like I'm <laughs> logging in for work back in my corporate days. <laughs> no, see, I thought you were going to be able to go shirtless. Well, why they you know, the well, they, had a, they had a very specific, uh, you know, list. I don't want to say demands. That sounds bad, but a list of, of requirements as far as lighting and background and, mm -hmm. and what you're wearing and how you look. So obviously they plan on using the video for something. Yeah, but uh, other than that, uh, the only other funny thing that I, that happened this week was, uh, you know, every every day we take our family for walks without masks on because we're rebels. But uh, we, we we go up and down the block, and uh, wasn't that long ago we were going for a walk, and I just I had to just be wearing my Vibrams because they were the first shoes I had on, and my nine year old daughter, who's my little twin, and I'll post a picture of it so you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, she always wants to race. She and she is crazy fast for a nine year old. She's got really big feet for her size. That kid can run. And, and, uh, and I finally figured out a way to make it even cause she always wants to, she's always tries real hard to beat me and I'm luckily I can still win. So she was in her running shoes. I was in my Vibrams and we did a sprint race for speed and I barely, barely, barely beat her. So I think we have a new family challenge on our hands now. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> that is very cool. Well, I, um, 
I had a quick little interview yesterday um, over Zoom myself with Beard Brands. They're a uh, brand that does beard oils and all sorts of different um, different uh, cosmetic products that, that are designed uh, in and geared towards men. And they're they're based here in Austin, and they put out the call, but uh, couple of weeks ago uh, when the lockdown was coming into place and, and everything. And, and they're like, so who wants to grow their hair and beard out and let us give you a, a makeover after all this is said and done once the, uh, you know, lockdown is removed. And uh, I'm like, Hey, why not? So I've been, I did a little interview with them. And the reason I mentioned that is they asked, I, I said, I've got, yeah, I even have my own podcast. And then they asked me what my podcast was called. And so the, the Humans Club got, got a bit of a plug and um, I will probably, uh, unless they give me other guidelines, wear my uh, Keto Man's Club t-shirt to the uh, video shoot so that we can get on uh, on the video as well, because that would be a lot of fun um, and, you know, subtle uh, subliminal uh, messaging there and all of that. So that, that'll be interesting. Uh, probably be a month out or something like that because they want to make sure that there's uh, plenty of opportunity for, you know, a big, a big reveal, big change and all that type of stuff. So it should be, should be a fun little experience to, to do. And I'm really bad at growing out my hair. So that's a good challenge for me. So anyway, that is awesome. Yeah. Good it, deal. Yeah, it will be really, really fun. And be so cool. it's uh, it's going to be cool. And again, the power of social media because oh, you know, now you could just you just put a call out and, and you know they're going to have probably people lined up that are willing to do this. Whereas before, it, it would have been it would have oh, been a yeah. lot more difficult to get you know just to line something like this up. And now a couple clicks and mm-hmm. and all the you know all the advertisement you want is is right there at your fingertips. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Jim, have you done the Welcome Wednesday things yet? I, I'm not sure that I saw them go out yet. Um, yes, sir. I did. Okay. Um, yeah, we continue to, uh, it just kind of amazes me. We keep growing week by week in both Keto Men's Club and TKMC Beginners. And uh, yeah, we've got uh, some new guys that join. One is a 47-year-old uh, kindergarten teacher who's been following keto since January, and he's just almost to his goal weight. Um, another guy's a bus driver from Indiana. Another guy is a uh, instructional designer from Iowa. Um, hey, guess what? There's nobody from Texas so far. So, <laughs> side note from the uh, pre-show interview discussion, but we'll leave that for the imagination of our listeners. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, every every Wednesday in the Keto Man's Club, we give a little love to the new guys in the group. Very cool. It's uh, so fun to see the growth and uh, just see the the reach that 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 is being met uh, through our through the group and and you know the 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 fun the the most amazing most uh, fun part and the reason that it's important to me and I know it's important to the rest of us in, in this uh, in this podcast is that these. Each one of these men that 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 you know share their story, it it's another life changed by a dietary and a lifestyle change, and that's it, that is one person at a time changing the world, and that to me is so so very cool to be a very small piece in that that giant puzzle that that this is making. So it's very cool to do that. Um, any other keto news that or you know, that we should? Um, 
talk about. And I, I know at this point it's kind of we're all uh, for those listening. Yes, we're still technically in lock, lockout. This will air in like five weeks from now. So who knows where we'll be a month from now? Uh, heck, the, the you know, beer brand thing might be happening like as we speak. Who knows? Uh, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, let's just do this. Currently, I feel blank. Fill <laughs> <laughs> it in later. <laughs> Lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excited. Yeah. Shut away. <laughs> plug, plug in whatever you need to there, Chris. Okay, appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. Um, I, yeah, I, I did, had to do a Chris in the Future thing, uh, you know, an episode or two back. And, and so, you know, hopefully we won't have to do that for this one. Um, but yeah, um, you know, so it's been kind of a... Uh, kind of crazy time but it, it is it's great to be able to see that even amongst that crazy time the lives that are getting changed and that we're getting to interact with and and everything and uh you know we're at 3424 members in the uh, keto man's club right right this minute that's just an insane number and we're we're seeing continue like you said to see growth in both the beginners and the main group and and so it is continuing to to snowball and that's a very cool thing and the important part of that number too is we we probably deny more people than we let in oh gosh yes so so you think that means like they're 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 almost hand chosen just you know based on their knowledge of keto and, and their background but but yeah, I mean, it would be a much larger group if we just accepted everyone and kind of booted them as we saw fit. But we we, don't, we try not to run it that way. And by we, I mean Jim. <laughs> uh, team effort. Total yeah. team effort. It's, it's led out of Indiana, but we'll just leave that alone for another day. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Indiana 1, Texas 0. <laughs> Oh, you had to be there 20 minutes before we started recording, ladies and gentlemen. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I'll shut up now. <laughs> and talking about Texas, <laughs> um, today's guest is another Texan, um, one of the uh, the guys that we've had the great opportunity to get to interact with on a few different occasions Um in the past few years, and he's been a great member of our group. He is a um, he he is a champion in the, the the ketogenic world, and and has been developing his own coaching uh, services as well in the ketogenic space under the Ketoevangelist uh, umbrella and and all of that. So, uh, welcome to the show, Bradley. Uh, Brad, how's it going? Oh, not so bad. How you do? You guys doing? doing? Everybody except for Jim. Yes. <laughs> it's been great talking to you bradley have a great show oh <laughs> uh, it's it's good to have you on finally i know we've been been talking back and forth a couple times and it's been a kind of a scheduling thing to try to get you in and we're glad to get you in now tell us a little bit about yourself kind of give us the 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 backstory of the backstory you don't have to necessarily get into the health side of things quite yet but Tell us a little bit about who you are, um, you know, and and just give us the basics, uh, and then we'll go from there. Okay, yeah, uh, Bradley Banner, like like you said, um, I have been doing a, you know, keto for about three years now, so uh, kind of kind of versed in it. I'm not sure if say well versed, but you know, I've been been at it for a little while. But I um, I work in the oil field. That's what I do for it. That's my day job. So. Um, that's pretty much mainly what what I'm sticking to as far as uh um day to day stuff goes you know 
just a just a regular Texas dude like to hunt, like to do stuff like that. But this uh this whole keto thing and this uh lifestyle thing has really been something that's that's been a big deal for me and um you know I've seen I've seen it help a lot of people which has been pretty neat. Very cool. Well, tell us a little bit about your family, uh where you started health wise, uh why and why you felt felt that you needed to to pursue and find keto. Yeah, so my um my family, my, my immediate family is pretty small. It's just uh, one brother, one sister. Uh, my extended family is about 80 people. So we're pretty, pretty large family. Um, but yeah, so I actually, I graduated uh, from Texas State University in 2009 and um, found myself at about 265 pounds. I'm 6'5", so I'm a pretty tall guy, but I was, I was pretty, pretty overweight whenever I graduated. So what I actually did was... Uh, started studying nutrition, started studying all the uh, the current things that were being recommended as far as how to lose weight, how to be healthy, how to how to transform from an unhealthy person to a healthy person. And I ended up getting a an ISSA certification in personal training and uh, nutrition. And I took all the exams, passed all the exams, and I applied everything that I learned to myself. And I had some results. Uh, the results weren't, you know, they weren't optimal in my in my mind. I lost some weight, but I also lost a lot of muscle mass. I couldn't. It was it was just I'd gotten down to a lower body weight, but it wasn't um, a, a healthy build. I would say I was I was definitely not happy with that. But the problem with it was was sticking to it was detrimental to the results. Eventually, I just wound up gaining a bunch of weight back and. It was uh, it just wasn't working. So you know, the people that I was working with at the time, trying to help people, family, friends, um, do the same thing, they weren't getting results, and I just thought they weren't being compliant. When in reality, my results weren't anything what I wanted them to be. So for some, you know, I, I just kind of eventually thought to myself, there's something wrong with the system, not me, not them, and uh, started looking for something different, and just kind of stumbled upon these people that weren't eating any carbohydrates you know, that had clearly lost their minds and uh, thought, well, you know, I tried everything else, so I might as well give it a shot. And I found some really great results uh, and just kind of took it from there. So at graduating from college at 265 and six foot five, were you, were you doing weights? Was this all from eating pizza and drinking beer? What was the, oh, kind yeah, of the I, I, I did 12 ounce curls every day. Good for you, man. <laughs> that's what got me to the 265 you know i i had stayed relatively active in college i played a lot of disc golf uh, in between working is basically working work at school and disc golf is what i did um but it, it really didn't matter how active i got i just my diet was just atrocious so i just ended up leaving there way way out of shape was was a family situation i mean you mentioned your brother and sister do they do they have any kind of weight struggles growing up as well or anything no, no. Strangely enough, I mean, my sister is one of those metabolisms. I guess it's just super fast. She's she's a tall, tall, thin girl, and my brother has always been pretty athletic. He's always had the ability to uh, any body, extra body weight he gets on, he can drop pretty quick. But you know, we we, we grew up in a feed mill, so we we owned a feed mill in, in Gonzales, Texas. My family does, and and that's what we we did growing up. So when I was thirteen years old, I was throwing feed sacks that were fifty pounds whenever I weighed seventy eight pounds. So, um, <laughs> you know, there was always some kind of resistance training in my life, whether I liked it or not. Yep. Uh, but it just, you know, you, you just, you just, the old 
thing of you can't you can't out exercise a bad diet is definitely true. Absolutely, man. So about three years ago ish, you 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 know research the crazy low carb people and decide to give it a go. Uh, how did a you know how did it start off for you, and and how was your experience getting going? So the 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 one thing I do find odd about myself is that I have never experienced any kind of keto flu issues. I know that's a, that's a common occurrence with people, and I you know in my opinion and my experience, it's usually an electrolyte imbalance that that causes it. But my transition was actually extremely easy. I I really have always been a big fan of eating meat, regardless of what. You know, even even back then, the media was telling us, don't eat meat, you know, eat lean meat, don't eat fatty meat. I found out that I can eat, you know, ribeyes and hamburgers and just go to town and that kind of stuff. So that's I just kind of went with it. And the the transition was actually pretty easy. I, I do remember in the beginning, energy lagged for maybe a month or two, but really it wasn't that bad. And and at the time, I was working out quite a bit and I didn't really notice any uh, any athletic performance lagging because of the dietary changes. Yeah, that was very similar to, to how it was for me. Like I, I can recall being like a little more tired than usual, but nothing too crazy. But same thing, I, I never experienced any kind of keto flu, and uh, and then even in the gym, like I experienced no negative side effects at all. It was almost like from day one, and it might have all been mental, like you know that you're trying something new, you're going for it. But uh, from the first day I went in there, everything started getting better. Right. Yeah, and I think I think that's. Uh, to me, it, it seems like, and it, you know, anecdotally, obviously, but in my experience, the the longer you go, the better it gets, the easier it gets. I think, I think in the beginning, a lot of people struggle because they're trying to break those the food addiction cravings and stuff like that, and they relapse on a small scale or a large scale, and either way, it kind of sets them back a little bit. So I think once you get through that kind of stuff, it it, it just it does get easier, and it it's much much more sustainable once you get to that point. So what, what surprised you or, um, like what caught you off guard? Yeah. You know, you, you obviously done the, the personal training training side of things. So you, you probably had some type of precept or idea of what to expect. Were you caught off guard at all or, or what, what kind of stuck out? Yeah. The, the thing that stuck out the most was that it actually freaking worked. You know, it was a, it was a dietary intervention that had legitimate results that that were sustainable. Um, like I said, I, I dropped down to a, to a low weight at one point, and that I just I looked terrible. I felt terrible. I didn't have any energy, and you know I gained a bunch of weight back from that point. Well, then I lost all again with this approach, and I I wasn't experiencing any of the negative side effects of of the actual success. It was just purely the success that what, what I was left to handle, and uh. You know, I just, I've never, I've tried a bunch of different stuff, you know, different protocols, whether it be, I never, I never went, you know, vegan. I know a lot of people did that or have done that. I I never did that. I did, I did a month or two of like a pescatarian approach. I've done done a a lower meat approach in the past before I knew better. Please, please forgive me. (laughs) Um, But, you know, none of those things worked or if they did work, they didn't work as well, nor were they the results sustainable and, and actually, you know, held, held the test of time. Yeah, it seems to be a, a, a common thread once you figure it out. And then not only that, but you're not, like you said, you're not suffering to lose the weight. You know, you're not on chicken and broccoli, you know, six meals a day. 
So that, that seems to have a, a big effect on, uh, on the people that, that find immediate success when you're able to eat the stuff you really enjoy eating that was considered taboo at one point. Yeah. So um, you, you, you enjoy the way that, that you're getting to eat, you know, uh, meat-wise, uh, and, uh, not have to worry about trying to, to take out the good stuff, which is, of course, the fat and everything else like that. Um, what was the reaction to those around you as you kind of made that transition? Oh, I mean, I think it, I think it's pretty common to, to we're, we're talking three years ago. So 2017, most people hadn't really dipped into this. Um, you know, they all thought I lost my mind and, and I thought that was fine. You know, I was, I was okay with them thinking that cause I felt good. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny though, the longer you stick to it, the more results you get. If you, if you don't tell people what to do and you just show them how you've done it, they, they become a lot more curious versus when you tell them what to do. So, whereas at one point they all thought I was going to die of a heart attack at, you know, 32 and all this other stuff. Uh, you know, my mom's been using a keto approach for about six or seven months now. I've been doing great. My sister-in-law has been doing it with my help. She's been doing great. Uh, my brother who swore he would never touch this uh, dietary protocol is actually starting to dip his toes in a little bit. So, you know, the people closest to me, who are the people that see the you know the results the the most frequently are are the ones that are now turning around and saying hey you probably you're probably onto something here and asking help about it. What is the um what's their light bulb moment when you talk with them and kind of help get them started on the path? Where do they get that aha feeling? Is it right at the start or is where have you seen it? I've I've seen it more so. At, once they get into it for a little bit, they're doing it for a little while and they realize it's not as scary as it seems. Um, you know, same thing with, same thing with clients. You, you, they, everyone kind of thinks in the beginning that this is just some big monster that's to really scary because it's nutrition and it's dietary. And, uh, you know, it's not something they're familiar with. But once you get into the weeds a little bit, which you find out aren't as long as you actually think they are, it's not as scary. And you realize you can do this and you can handle it and it's, it is sustainable and the food is good. And, you know, you don't have to eat as often because you're not as hungry as often and you're getting results and uh, it kind of all snowballs together, but it, it takes a little bit of time. But once, once that small amount of time does pass and they start to realize kind of what's compounding on top of each other and actually what the results are getting from it, it just, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool to see. And I am, you've, t you talked about being an oil man. You talked about, um, you know, that, what was the disc golf that you played in college? Is that right? Frisbee yeah. Golf, yeah, disc golf? yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so, um, are you asking your family members and the people you're kind of coaching, are you asking them to do some, uh, tie in some physical activity with keto plan as well? Yeah, I think, I think, um, I, I definitely am under the, I, I, I definitely believe you can do it. And, and you can get results as far as weight loss and stuff goes with just a ketogenic approach. I do believe that. And I, I've seen people do it. Um, me personally, though, I'm, I'm kind of a kind of a physical activity guy. So I think I think the combination of the two is just it, it's it's not one plus one equals two. It's one plus one equals seven. In my opinion, I mean, you're you add you add the physical activity to it you're not just you're not just working towards a weight loss goal at that point you're working towards longevity in your life and i think that's really the goal that everyone should be working towards is not just making themselves skinnier or, or, or less you know less obese but that plus extending your life as much as possible talking about you know reducing muscle loss as you age and everything else that ties into longevity 
is tied into physical activity. So I definitely do encourage very, very highly resistance training of some sort, whether that be wall pushups or Alberto squats, you know, I mean, and deadlifts, you're somewhere in between needs to be going on at the same time, in my opinion. Sounds good. Yeah, I couldn't agree more because, I mean, and then, like as, as we've all stated before, and even Chris can speak to it, like the when, once that energy spike hits, mm-hmm. you know, then then that's when people seem to like, okay, well, we got to do something. And that's usually when the exercise takes off. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, my nephew, uh, who is actually in the group now, uh, Andrew Casillas, just started a keto himself. And uh, he's about, I think, on his fifth week strict. And he's, he's 23 years old. So, you know, he's, he's the age where we wish we would have all started. <laughs> and uh, he was messaging me the other day and he was just saying that like that that in, he's like the insane amount of energy he's like he's like i can't believe like every day is getting better and better and better and now it's to the point where he's going to start working like jogging in the morning then lifting weights in the evening because he's like i don't know what else to do <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah i kind of wish i could get back to that point <laughs> because that is kind of one of those things that i for some reason for me and it's probably been a mixture of stress and sleep and just how full my plate is on a day-to-day basis I find that I, I'm burning every ounce of energy I've, I've got right now. Um, so let's talk about numbers. You've kind of, you've, you've turned the corner, you've lost weight and things like that. Where are you at now? Uh, right now I'm sitting at about 220 pounds. Um, pretty happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had gotten down from one, at one point I got down to about 208 and that was, that was using a strict keto approach. Um, and I didn't, I didn't look bad. I liked the way I looked. I really did. But I, I kind of felt like I wanted to put on a little bit extra weight as far as more muscle mass. And so that's the kind of, that's kind of what I focused on. And, you know, just, just eat a lot of protein, <laughs> eat a lot of protein, eat a lot of fat and lift a lot of weights. And, and, I, you know, I think I'm one of those ones that believes that heaviest objective, you know, it's, it's not necessarily that I'm putting up 400 pounds on my, my bench press or, 300 pounds for that matter but uh you know you get in there and you lift you lift the weights up and down enough times you put a little muscle mass on totally yes and like diet well not diet but health wise what biomarkers are are you seeing that you have improved do you have any like a1c numbers or anything like that 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 compare from before to, to now oh so you know i never i never really did like the annual physical thing very much before uh, going keto, but the last couple of years I've made sure to ask for an A1C and for a C-reactive protein score, um, for the last two years when I've done my blood work. And I, I, I don't even remember what the number is for A1C. I think is it 5.1 or 5, 5.0 good. I'm pretty sure that's around where it was somewhere yeah. around a five and, uh, C-reactive protein was so low. It almost didn't register. The doctor said, so, um, you know, that's, to me, that's, that's an indicator of success. I mean, blood that's ketones true. to me range from, from one to three. I mean, but I don't, I don't chase ketone levels. I don't, mm-hmm. I know I'm in ketosis, so I don't really care what the keto mojo tells me, you know? Sure. Sure. And, and the, it doesn't matter what meter you have from what company, the, the results are going to be at least somewhat inconsistent. So how you feel is a much better consistent uh, type of, tool to test how you feel or, or how, how you're doing in that regard than, than the, the blood or breath meters that you, that you might have. Those are just ways to get additional confirmation, uh, trackable numbers. And I thrive on those. So I still do those from time to time, but it is one of those things that I, uh, I, I would rather feel good than have a, you know, super high number. 
So yeah. no, I, I, I totally agree. I th- and and, and that's, that's my thing too, is I'm kind of like you, I'll, I'll check it every now and then just mm-hmm. to check it just cause I, I do like data as well. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I just, I try to tell people don't focus on the numbers so much it, as long as you're feeling good, as long as you're, you know, you use, use your own body as your, as your meter mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, a great segue to what I was thinking about digging into next. You, you, transition now you've you've kind of taken control with with your own now you're you were already doing some training before you found keto and now you're you're training under a ketogenic approach tell us more about how that experience has been and what type of uh, responses uh, you've been getting and seeing from that yeah so i guess i guess uh helping people before uh, applying a keto approach and helping people afterwards, the the main difference really is is there's a lot more reluctancy to to try this approach versus trying the standard American approach or you know just eat less, move more kind of situation um, because that's what everyone's been told their entire life. That's what works. You know, you, you eat low fat and you don't eat much food and you just move a lot more and you're gonna you're gonna look like you know Michael Phelps and that's just not the case. Um, and people find that hard to believe. And I think it's, it's one of the things you kind of got to experience for yourself to actually see the light. And, um, you know, when people, people come to me and they say, Hey, I need help. Um, you know, what's your approach? What do you do? I tell them, well, Hey, I do a ketogenic diet. Uh, this is the, this is kind of the macros I follow. This is the, the protocol I recommend. And, you know, most of the time they're like, well, there's no way that can work. And it, it always turns into a, well, you know, let's talk about, Let's talk about the body. Let's talk about how that works. Let's talk about insulin. Let's talk about everything else uh, that's kind of related to it. And, you know, your glucose levels and how there's sugar in literally everything you look at. I mean, you could probably look a wall and have a blood glucose spike. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it's those kind of those kind of apprehensions that are a little hard to, to hurdle over in the beginning. But but once once they get it, they get it. And 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 you know, they, they get it by seeing results. And, and if they're consistent and they actually are, are trying, which most, most people are very, very eager to try because they, they, because they've tried so many other things. I mean, that was one of the things that, that was so frustrating with me is, is personally, I just, I had tried, I was doing everything by the book. I mean, I passed tests over the stuff and I knew how to do it. And, and I knew my trainer wasn't telling me the wrong thing because I was my trainer. So it's, <laughs> You know, the fact that it wasn't working was, was, it was, it was to me, there's something wrong with the system is what I finally came upon. And, and that's what people realize. And that's, you know, that, but the apprehension in the beginning is definitely the, the, the main difference between now and, and back then. And, and do you find that apprehension is getting easier? Like the more popular keto is becoming, or do you find people like are still intrigued by it? But when it time comes down to that moment of pulling the trigger that they still get a little kind of sketched out by it. Yeah, I think it. I think it's kind of a mixture of both. I mean, I, people people see, uh, you know, results on the internet. People see people's stories uh, on the internet that are being posted, and, and they say, "Well, this person did this," and I mean, will this really work? And some of them come and they're just really energetic and they're excited to try it. But even those people are sometimes, you know, like you said, when, when it's time to actually pull the trigger, they're a little bit apprehensive. But those people jump a little easier than the ones that that just come to me kind of blindly or kind of cold and say, well, Hey, I kind of hear you help people lose weight. And yeah, actually I, I do. And they say, well, what do you do? And you know, if it starts from a, almost like a cold call situation, it's a little bit harder to get them to, to, to join on, but it's only because 
it's it's not because I don't I don't I want to word this correctly. It's it's just it's just ignorance. They 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 don't know what they don't know, and um, you know they don't they don't spend their time looking at you know different research and everything else and just all these all these keto things that I end up looking at every single day. They don't spend their time doing that, so they just don't know, and it's it's not their fault. But um, yeah, I mean they'll 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 jump over too. You just gotta you just gotta talk them through it and make sure that you know that you'll be supportive and you'll help them do whatever they help them get to their goals with the approach you're working with. Do you find that people are willing to follow the path, so to speak, but once they get to their goal, they're ready to go back to uh, nachos, chips, bread, et cetera? Or do you find, are they wanting to stick with it um, and find the happy balance of living with keto where they're not losing weight? They're, I mean, they're maintaining what, what their goal is. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've definitely seen both. Um, there's, there's times where people will get to their, their goal weight, their ideal situation, whatever that is. I don't, I don't always like to just pin it on, on a weight, but sure. Um, get, get, get to where they want to be. And they, they think, well, okay, I've done it. You know, the journey is over. I've, I've succeeded and I'm going to go back to what I was doing. And I always just tell them, you know, that's your choice. You do whatever you want to do, but just remember, those are the actions that got you the results you had before the the results you have now are from a totally different set of circumstances and it would probably behoove you to stick to those versus the other um but you know you do what you, you do what you want to do and, and 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 then on the other side there's a lot of people that once you know by the time they're getting to that point where they're really getting to where they wanted to go they're so far into it they're never going back so you you, you couldn't you know you throw a biscuit at them and they'll dodge it, you know, that kind of <laughs> Oh, good stuff, man. Good stuff. So let's, let's change gears a little bit just because uh, I find a lot of things you do fascinating. You know, you you obviously have a lot going on and it sounds like you're the average Texan, but you also like to hunt. So tell us a little bit more about your, your hunting activities and what your preferred, uh, your preferred way to go about hunting is. Oh, man. Well, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> tell me this is going to turn into a hunting podcast. Um, all right. So let's see. I mean, probably my probably my number one favorite thing is probably turkey hunting that's that's it's turkey season right now I'm, I'm going on sunday i'm actually going on friday so uh and actually i'm gonna i'm gonna bring a shotgun with me if we don't if we don't get any turkeys at this one spot i'm going to i'm bringing an ar and we're gonna we're gonna put some hogs down so we'll get something done on friday i'm not sure exactly what we're gonna be hunting that day we'll see what we're running into but yeah I've, I've gone i don't know five or six times this season already I, i've i like to go and i there's a group of guys I like to take with me. We've got a place down here that um, it's pretty thick with turkey. So I always like to get, there's three guys I like to take with me. I always like to get them one each year. So I'll let those guys all three get one this year. And then I got one myself after they all, after they all did. Um, definitely always use a shotgun for that. I haven't used the bow yet, but I think, I think next year I'm going to, I'm going to fire up the old Matthews and see if I can't, can't stick one with a, with a bow. But um, deer hunting's definitely, definitely one of my favorite things to do. I killed, Killed, made my first bow kill this year with a uh, with a doe. That was that was pretty cool. Um, well, no, that's not true. I actually killed a. I did kill a buck the year before. So two two with a bow. Usually I've I've usually hunted with a rifle in the past. Obviously, um, dove hunting is one of my favorite things ever. That's pretty cool. Sandhill crane. If if you've never had sandhill crane and you can find a way to get it, it is it is the best meat I've ever had in my life, and that is better than ribeye, which is my favorite thing ever. Is that the ribeye of the sky? That's it. <laughs> That's it. 
uh, it's a big bird. They're they're real mean and <laughs> they're hard to kill. But if you if you can get a, if you can get one, uh, it's it's pretty great. Definitely, it's it's kind of weird if you if you um, the hell the whenever I first tried it, it was it was before the keto days. We we deep fried some of it, which kind of tastes like a cross between a dove and a deer. And then if you grill it, man, it tastes just like just like a a ribeye. It's it's delicious. And it's red meat, right? Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a dark red meat, kind of like a duck, but but darker. I don't. It sounds weird because some of the ducks are really really dark, but yeah, it's it's a it's a deep red, dark red meat. It's mm, it's good, good stuff. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I don't have to get together with you one time. I've been wanting to go hunting. I've never been hunting. I've just never known exactly who to ask, but I think we just figured that out. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. You just let me know if you wanna you wanna go get on some hogs or. Like I said, turkey season ends this weekend down here, so that'll be the last one. But there'll be one next year, and uh, yeah, deer. I could put you on some stuff for sure. So, out of all the things you've hunted, what's your what's your favorite meal to come out of all that? Oh, def- definitely sandhill crane, no, no doubt. You know, but I mean, it's I don't know. Me and my brother were like, like you said, kind of kind of grew up in a feed store. Grew up in uh, you know, Gonzales, Texas, uh, birthplace of Texas Independence. Shout out, uh, you know, small town, but there's not a whole lot we won't eat so we, <laughs> we we've 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 eaten some pretty weird stuff before what people think are kind of weird but yeah the sandhill crane as far as something i've actually harvested from the wild is is definitely my favorite well and and that is that experience i, I is one that i haven't actually experienced uh, but i know that from everything everyone that i've uh seen or heard there is something visceral and real about that hunting experience that um going out and dragging back your food um tell us a little bit more about how that experience has been for you um and uh kind of any lessons learned from that yeah so so for me and and, and I think this goes for the majority of of legal hunters you know the people the people that are actually doing it for conservation and food purposes i think I think we we are very very prideful on the fact that we're not going out to kill animals because it's fun. We're not going out because you know it, we're bored on a Thursday. It's it's something we're doing to to feed our families, to feed ourselves, and and the way you do it matters. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'll I'll tell you this: like the 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 doe that I killed this last year, um, I had actually like I said, I'd kill I'd killed the buck with my bow because because to me that's always been kind of kind of the i don't know to me it's like a big deal to get a good clean bow kill uh, a quick kill a clean shot in the animal's life quickly as quickly as you can you know that's that's always something that i've wanted to experience and i've i've the the the, the buck that i shot i didn't make the best shot he, he died pretty quickly he didn't die as, as quickly as i wanted him to and um this year i sat in that blind you know I was waiting and waiting and waiting and sat there for two or three days. I went for three days and it was on the last day. I finally, finally actually got to take the shot. And, you know, it was, it, it was almost like a year or two basically of just anticipation of, of, of pulling that, pulling that release and, and, and letting that arrow go and actually making a clean shot and watching the deer die quickly to know that it didn't suffer because, you know, the, the arrows are so sharp that I've, Broadheads are so sharp they don't they don't feel anything you know she made it about 20 yards she dropped and that was it and and the the actual feeling of knowing that 
I couldn't have done that better. I couldn't have couldn't have given that animal a, a quicker death. And that that was that was what I gave it. It gave me plenty of food and nutrition for my family. You know, that's it's just an exchange and it's it's just a really, really cool thing to experience. Very cool. Uh yeah, and that's something that that uh one of these days I and I have plenty of opportunity to to do so. My my wife's family all has hunting they 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 have land out in 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 the Lexington Texas area or Houston. There's just plenty of plenty of opportunity out there. Like I I could literally just go out and shoot anything I want anytime I want if I wanted to. So one of these days I'll I'll get out there and help them control their hog population or something. Uh, we'll see. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that being said, um, let's shift gears again and uh, talk a little bit more in depth about your workout routine, kind of what you have done fitness wise, what you're doing, uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, you know, right now, while, while maybe limited in, in the facilities that you have, what, 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 do, what is your routine like and what has it been during this time of lockdown? So, I mean, I don't, you see so many people that, that, that say they can't go to the gym and they can't, they can't, have a progressive overload or they can't do this. They can't do that. My answer to that is do 50 pushups in a row, because if you can't do 50 pushups in a row, you've got progression to, to go, you know, and, and a lot of people can't do, can't do full pull-ups. You can't do pushups. There's so many things with body weights you can do that, that, you know, there's so many benchmarks myself that I haven't reached, even though that's the kind of stuff that I, that I like to do here lately. Um, you know, there's, you know, you can, you can do weighted vests. There's, there's all kinds of stuff that you can do to actually make a really hard workout. And, you know, one of the things that people don't think about is to just go way slower. If you do a push up where you're going down for 10 seconds, down 10 seconds up, you're going to be gassed after you know, four <laughs> or five, if you can get that many in. Yeah. Um, and you know, one thing that I, I've been utilizing a lot and I, I really do like is, well, two things, I guess. One thing is there's a, there's a kickboxing, um, gym that I'm a membership a member of and they they've been doing kind of like online workouts so I'm doing kind of some of that stuff at the house you know no heavy bags or anything like that so there's it's basically basically like a cardio workout I've got a rowing machine that I like to utilize just because I think that's the best piece of cardio equipment in the world um you know besides a pair of tennis shoes I guess if you're just gonna go for go for long walks which are which are good for other things you know med- meditation and stuff like that but the um I've been using resistance bands quite a bit and I bought some of those uh, like two years ago, well, a year and a half ago, I guess. And they, they just, they give you such a good workout and they don't seem like they're that, that difficult, but man, there, there's one leg, one specific leg workout I do. And I mean, and I got, I, I've got it from the program and I'm telling you after, after two or three exercises, I'm just drenched in sweat. And, uh, I guess the other main thing really is kettlebells. I've got a couple, I've got a 50 pound kettlebell. It's nothing like that. I don't know if anyone's ever seen that Sean Baker 176 pound kettlebell. That just blows my mind <laughs> every time I see that thing. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll try to do like a 75 at a time, which is sets of 20 or 30, and just get to 75 or 100. And then I've got a couple lighter ones that I, I like to utilize. But I, I think kettlebells are really good. I think bands are really good. I think a rowing machine's cool. But I think if, if nothing else, you can, you can do a lot of stuff with body weight and you can actually make some pretty good progress with, with just utilizing that. 
I completely agree with that. I just started doing more, obviously, more body weight stuff myself, and it, and it's a, and I actually bought into a program just because I, I, I needed a little structure in my life and in my routine, and it, and a lot of it was uh, the way these things are stacked. You know, the, the way uh, Athlean X stacks the routines for you to where you're not just doing 50 push-ups in a row, like you're doing, you know, push push-ups into a into a T plank with your left arm straight up in the air, and you go back down and do another push-up, go the other direction with your right arm in the air, you go back down, you do three plyo push-ups. And then, you know, you do three little mini push-ups where you're just barely getting off the ground and then you'll get to the ground and you'll, you'll try to hold it. Just hold yourself at the bottom, hovering off the ground for a minute. I mean, all, all in, you might be getting to 20 total reps, but it is the roughest, the roughest experience of your life. And, and, and so there's a plenty that could definitely be done. And he actually has an entire program, the one that I bought that is a hundred percent exclusively body weight. And like the only thing that is even considered equipment is he has you use a door jam to do a, like a, a makeshift uh, pulling exercise where you kind of put your feet up against the door and pull yourself towards the door jam, you know, real slowly. But I'm super impressed with uh, just the little bit that I've been going through and just stuff that I would have never thought of. And, you know, and that, that kind of goes to kind of speaking as a, where I wanted to go next is like, you know, even coaches have coaches. I'm not a coach, but I mean, I've been working out forever. I've been training pretty much my whole life and most consistently since 2012. So it, it's not that I don't know how to put together a routine for myself, but sometimes you just need that outside perspective and, and someone else to kind of take an objective look at something and put something together for you. And, and now I'm doing things that I would have never imagined I would even have tried that are way out of my comfort zone. But what they're doing is fixing a lot of imbalances that I didn't know I had and, and taking care of, and also making me realize I am not nearly as coordinated as I thought I was. <laughs> But, but, uh, but there, there's no shame in reaching out and asking for help, like regardless of what level you're at. No, no, not at all. I mean, I've, I've worked with, I've worked with Robert Sykes before. I know, I know you guys know him. Um, he, yeah, he, he helped me get some, get some stuff done and get to some goals I was looking to get to that, that I could have got to, but man, I thought maybe he was a little bit better fitted. It helped me get there. And, um, you know, I had, I, I still have a great relationship with him, um, and, and and I don't know. Yeah, there's 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 some people that that feel like they just, they have to do it on their own, and it's sometimes it's just okay to have somebody else help you out. It's it, it's really not that big a deal. Uh, people like me, I mean, I I don't do it because I'm I'm just murdering the game on money or anything. I do it because I love to help people and I love to see people be happy and 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 be in the the body and mindset that they want to be in. That that's that's just the coolest thing there is to me. <laughs> So with all of these points and things and everything that uh, you've been sharing with us, where where do you direct people who are wanting to learn about keto? Where do you tell them to go and start learning about it? Um, so me me personally, my um, where I started um, was like dietdoctor.com is a great website to check out. Uh, they, 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 they'll charge you like nine bucks a month if you want to do their membership thing, but it's all only paid for by the members. So there's no industry influence, which I think is pretty cool. Um, ketoevangelist.com is a great resource. Uh, the Keto Men's Club, I send people there all the time. One of my best friends who I've actually been helping for a while, I, uh, he joined a while back and he was real excited whenever y'all called his name out whenever on the Welcome Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think those are all good resources. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of books out there that that you can get into. Um, I think I think a lot of a lot of people for the simplicity of it and just the ground zero kind of thing. Uh, Jimmy Moore's book is is pretty solid information that's broken down pretty simply 
to understand. Keto clarity? Uh, yes, keto clarity. Sorry. Um, I was thinking of cholesterol clarity for some reason in my mind. But yeah, whenever they whenever they first start, that's kind of kind of the direction I point them in if they're wanting to just get information. Uh, but there's a lot of Facebook groups that, like I said, Keto Evangelist, Keto Men's Club, if, if you can get in, uh, you know, good good information that's free. And there's a lot of people in there that just are, are in there to help. And it's it's pretty, pretty neat environments. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, me and Berto both have our roots from the Kid Evangel side of things, and they've got some great resources that have been built up and all of that. So that's been great. Um, so let's go ahead and dig into your contact information, how people can get a hold of you um, and, and all of that if they uh, want to reach out and, and ask or, or investigate what, what coaching options are there for you if they think that you might be a good resource for them. Uh, how can people reach you? Okay, so I'm pretty active on Facebook. Uh, Bradley Fainer is just it's just my normal personal page. I don't have a a business page or anything or um, anything like that. It's just it's just my regular page. Uh, Instagram, I'm at keto underscore Brad. Uh, I like to post stuff about working out, shooting turkeys, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um, and then ketoevangelist.com is where my coaching resources are. So you can, you can find my link on there. You can see my bio um, kind of goes into some of the stuff. One thing, I, one thing I wanted to mention besides everything else we've talked about is, is one thing I'm really, really heavy on is the mental aspect of weight loss and the battling bottled body dysmorphia and those types of things, which is something I've, I've dealt with in the past pretty heavily. So I really like to help people work through that. And that's mentioned in the, in the bio and stuff on eatevangelistcoaching.com. So if there's anyone that, you know, wants to come at it more from a mental aspect than a strictly physical one, those are the kind of people I like to work with as well. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Um, so let's, we, we skipped a very important thing earlier. We, we skipped our shout outs. So let's circle back to that real quickly. And Chris, you need to go first. You uh, never get to go first on this. <laughs> okay. And I always worry that Alberto or I are going to steal yours. So oh. I want you to have carte blanche <laughs> right now. Well, I appreciate that. I am going to sh- shout out our good friend, Bertie Druckmann. He has been killing it being a resource to our beginners group. And so yep. really want to uh, shout him out. And he's doing awesome himself. Um, like you can tell that he's. He's honestly doing really well in his own journey, but uh, the fact that he's putting himself out there, really uh, taking the bulls, uh, bull by the, the horns and, and the beginners group and being a huge resource to the, the beginners group and, and answering questions and, and putting things out there himself, uh, really um, want to to say thank you and uh, keep keep up the amazingly good work that, that you're doing, Bernie, that you're, you're making a difference. Awesome. Alberto? I'm all going to go with, uh, actually, I'm going to go with two. First of all, our good friend, Tony, uh, low carb, Wichita falls, Tony's whose last name is Nicola. <laughs> <laughs> it's his, uh, it's his mom's 85th birthday. And she's got quite the miraculous story that we've all talked about. So we won't dive too deep into that, but, uh, yeah, she wasn't supposed to make it past, uh, I believe 78, let alone 85. And she had a birthday. So I definitely want to, want to call that out. And, uh, other than that, um, in the beginners group, uh, we have one Jeremiah Connor who just happened to reach out to and a post that he was had struggling trying to figure out macros. And of all people, you know, Bernie was one of the first people that, that commented with some good advice. 
and then I had thrown a couple of comments on there and, and Brad, you can tell me what you think about this, but I kind of took him on a different approach to simplify things, but I, I pretty much told him, you know, worry about carbs and focus on the percentages, not so much the calories and the macros. I would just keep your percentages in point, keep your carbs low and just eat till you're full and, and kind of see where it falls and how you feel. And he's been actually sending me screenshots on a regular basis. I just saw that he, he sent me today's numbers, as he calls it. And, uh, I mean, the, the guy's eating good. He's eating anywhere from 2,700 to 3,000 calories a day, and his percentages are right on point and uh, mm -hmm. seems to be feeling great, and everything seems to be going good. So, I mean, uh, you know, good for him for, for taking the accountability. And, you know, just all it takes for him is to send me a couple of pictures and for me to, to respond that he's doing a good job and keep him on the right track. And we help this guy out. And that's what it's all about, man. Yeah, for sure. Great job. I'm uh, shouting out um, Eddie Funyuns, and I love the last name, and I, I really don't think that that is a true last name for Mr. Eddie, but it might be, so okay. Very cool. Well, uh, let's go around the horn real quick with the contact information, and then we'll wrap things up. So, uh, Jim, how can people get a hold of you outside of the group? Uh, it is Jim Inman, J-R on Instagram. Very cool. Alberto? L.KitoCholo. Very good. And I am at Duckman Keto on Instagram as well. Uh, you can contact and reach us as a podcast on Instagram by following and reaching out to at Keto Man's Club Podcast. And we've got uh, our website with all of the links to everything. And uh, <laughs> We've got all the links to everything in the uh, on our website, theketomansclub.com. All, all the links to our Facebook group, to uh, the Facebook page that you can leave a review on, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just all the important links are there. So check out the website, theketomansclub.com. If you get the chance to, please take a few moments to uh, visit and uh, take the uh, opportunity to leave a, a bit of a review uh, or a, at least just a rating. It helps the algorithm, gets these incredible stories of the men that we have on out into the world and in front of more people so that their stories can help transform more lives. And that's really and truly what we're all about. So that's uh that's really um primarily it. any other business that we missed jim do you want to recap uh yeah no we had a little technical glitch there that i jumped ahead on <laughs> no i i i was all talking about my um shout out and then i looked and my phone was muted so um my shout out is to um eddie funyuns who i love the last name i don't think it's a legit last name but we're gonna roll with it uh, he celebrated a hundred days of keto, went from 468 to 396. Dude is making an awesome transformation and, uh, just keep on going, Eddie. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, we caught everything up to the name portion and then, yeah, you went silent and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, those things happen. Yep. I'm like, he must've made quite the impression. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he left me speechless. That's yeah, that, that's it. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Okay. Um, I did forget to mention our voicemail line. You can leave us a voicemail with a question, comment, uh, and it might be you know, used on the podcast at some point in time by calling 512-518-6161. And we'll, uh, do all we can, uh, to, uh, get that, uh, you know, get that get that plugged into to the podcast i haven't 
We do have a voicemail or two that were testimonials that were offered uh, during our promotion of our butcher block that went out to our good friend, Corey, who's been on the podcast. Um, so uh, congrats, Corey. Uh, it's uh, it's a really, really nice uh, chopping block for sure. And he'll enjoy that a lot. I have a feeling. So um, that's it for this week. Until next week, make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T H E. K-E-T-O-M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week. <laughs>